Welcome to the NJ Criminal Podcast. In Episode 3 of this series, Meg and Jeff discuss several cases dealing with New Jersey motor vehicle statutes prohibiting license tag frames that conceal a portion of the license tag and New Jersey motor vehicle statutes prohibiting tinted windows in terms of when police can lawfully stop a driver who is violating these laws. In the consolidated appeals of State v. Darius J. Carter and State v. Miguel A. Roman Rosado, the New Jersey Supreme Court decided to narrowly interpret NJSA 39-3-33, which makes it illegal to have a license plate frame that conceals any part of the tag. All right, really good. Tough, tough case to get through. Next case is very interesting because this case, in my mind, touches all motorists. And I just get a kick out of it because uh, over the years, you might have gotten stopped because your license plate was covered or you had something funny going on. It used to be years ago, you had a, a your license plate light was out, things like that. And, um, and when this came out, I went in the parking lot of my gym and there's a lot of people that work in law enforcement, prosecutors, office, et cetera. I went around and looked at all their license plates to see how much might have been covered up <laughs> by their, you know, their fancy license plate holder for their favorite team or their kid's college or whatever. And I teased a few of them. And uh, I just thought the court really, I think this is uh, Justice Fernandez Vina, if I'm not mistaken, did a, did a kind of a good job breaking this down of what the police should be looking for when they're stopping someone in, in association with an insufficiently clear license plate. Right. So so basically, this was a um, twin cases, consolidated appeal, appeals. I think it was actually Rabner who delivered the opinion. Um, oh, it's Rabner. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry. It's, I, it's State v. Carter and State v. Roman Rosado. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, no. And, Should have and, warmed that one up. And I, what I loved was the the first two paragraphs of this consolidated opinion. I, I got to read it to you because it sounds like what you just described. Justice Rabner starts by saying, walk through any crowded parking lot and look carefully at the license plates. Many, if not most of them, have frames that cover up part of the markings on the plate. Car dealers throughout the state supply many of the frames to advertise their dealerships. A variety of other organizations do likewise. In some instances, an entire phrase, like Garden State, is covered by the frame. In other cases, only a very small part of New Jersey or Garden State is covered, and the words are entirely legible. And then he goes on to, to, to go into the details of the case. So this was, um, as I said, twin cases, and it really um, focuses on a motor vehicle statute uh, and each of the each of the cases, each of the defendants, Carter uh, and Roman Rosado, uh, the court found uh, came to a different conclusion. So um, basically, Mr. Carter, we'll start with him. Mr. Carter gets stopped in September of 2014, and he had this plate around his tag, um, and the the words Garden State were covered on the license plate and the you know the reason that the police stopped him was you know that infraction the the motor vehicle statute um, is 39 colon 3-33 and it basically says no person shall drive a motor vehicle which has a license plate frame or identification marker that conceals or otherwise obscures any part of any marking imprinted upon the vehicle's registration plate so 
the fact that you know his the the Garden State was covered um, provided the reasonable articulable suspicion uh, to pull him over. He's driving without a license. You know, this this sounds like many of my clients. He's driving without a license. He, the police learn he's got two outstanding warrants, so they arrest him. They search him into to arrest. They find some uh, heroin and cocaine on him, uh, and he filed a motion to suppress the drugs that were seized. Um, you know, basically on the um, basis of an unlawful stop. Trial court denied the motion to suppress. Said, you know, the, the stop was pretextual, right? Um, but that the law is what it is, right? Clear reading of the law, um, that the law basically bars concealing any markings on a license plate, and appellate division affirmed uh, that decision. Now, that's the facts of Carter. Roman Rosado uh, occurred a couple years later, actually, in April of 16, um, and in that particular case, officer says he's on a, quote, proactive detail, stopping a lot of cars, basically, for motor vehicle infractions in order to, you know, develop a criminal investigation. Um, he's driving behind Roman Rosado, notices a bracket around the rear license plate that covered about 10 or 15 percent of the words Garden State. So, stops the car based on suspected violation of uh, Section 33. Learns again, he's got two outstanding warrants. Um, after spotting a garment wrapped around something bulky off inside the car, officer finds an unloaded handgun. Uh, so he gets charged, indicted, and moves to suppress the gun as the fruit of an unlawful stop. Um, trial court again, same as with Carter, denies the motion, you know, quoting, you know, basically the statute and saying that, uh, you know, although there are, you know, minimal obstructions on his plate, um, you know, statute bars the, quote, obstruction of any markings on the plate. Um, now, here, the uh, appellate division reversed, finding that the plate's markings were not concealed or obscured within the meaning of the statute. Um, and so there was no reasonable basis for the police to stop his car. So the appellate division reached a, a different, um, you know, result in Roman Rosado's case. So New Jersey Supreme Court grants cert and basically goes through the statute um, and, in, and, and basically interprets this statute, 39.3-33, um, in that it requires all markings on a license plate to be legible or identifiable. Um, and basically says, look, you know, if, if, a, if a license frame conceals or obscures a marking in a way that they can't identify the tag, right, then the driver's going to be in violation of the law. Um, but, you know, in practice, if a registration letter or number is not legible, the statute would apply. But if, if you can't, if you just can't see part of the word garden state, there's not going to be a violation. So applying this standard, which is a kind of a reasonable standard, right? Um, it's, it's interpreting the statute, you know, pretty narrowly. Um, and I would suggest probably reasonably. And under that standard, Carter's license plate, which covered the phrase garden state entirely, violated the law. So he, he, it was, there was a reasonable articulable suspicion to stop him. Um, and so his conviction's going to stand. On the other hand, Roman Rosado's plate frame did not cover 
Garden State, it only partially covered about 10 or 15% of that slogan, could still read, it was still legible. So his stop uh, was unlawful. And remember, he's the one, he's the guy that had the gun. Um, and so, you know, this, you know, I see this as a defense attorney all the time. These motor vehicle stops based upon um, kind of very uh, vague motor vehicle provisions, and they're pretextual stops. Um, and then ultimately, you know, guy or girl's got a warrant, and then that, you know, leads to searches of their person and or the car, depending upon the circumstances. Um, and so, you know, the, the, here the court comes to a reasonable resolution. You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna interpret this um, a bit narrowly. Um, in this case, and this is this protects the rights of the individuals, and you know it's it's um, it's impressive that they did, especially in in that um, it, it did result in the suppression of a handgun. Which you know, in my experience, courts are generally uh, more likely to um, come to a conclusion when you're dealing with gun cases that's not in the uh, to the benefit of the defendant. So um, we've here we've got uh, again uh, unanimous decision uh, in this consolidated um, opinion uh, dealing with both of these cases. And I think it makes a lot of sense what what the uh, and of course it is Justice Ravner, but what he kind of says at the end and, and says something like, uh, "This takes away the discretion, it takes away the taint." of a police officer watching car after car go by with one of these license plate holders blocking part of it or this or that and saying, you know what, today everybody with a red ball cap and a license plate holder, I'm pulling them over. And tomorrow mm -hmm. it could be a blue ball cap. It takes away the randomness of these stops that uh, at least there's a perception that police might be stopping this group or that group and using this this you know kind of vague license right. plate standard now it's very clear and the other thing i like about this from a policy standpoint it's easily teachable to police officers right right you can you could put up a slide right line if you're given a class you're going this is garden state gone stop right you can clearly see it still says garden state or nj and, and you can clearly see the the important part of the license plate no good no reason yeah. to first stop you know that's i i like that because i i find as i read these cases try to think about everybody all the stakeholders and um it just becomes more and more complex for police officers to do the right thing and uh and training 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 i think they've probably got to train about one-third of the time to to really really keep up and be very, very sharp. And I need a warrant here. I don't need a warrant there. I need Miranda here. I don't need Miranda here. I can make a stop here. Mm -hmm. Can't make a stop here. Yeah, I see a lot I of like stops. Get a bright line. Yeah, I see a lot of stops if that, like, you know, the light's not out on the license plate. And there's been some case law on that. Now, the thing that I thought was interesting <laughs> in this particular case is that the de the defendants were asking the New Jersey Supreme Court to find this statute unconstitutional. Um, and, and the court declined to do that. The other thing that I, that I noticed that I wanted to just comment on is that the New Jersey Supreme Court recently granted cert uh, in a case 
uh, called State versus David L. Smith. And the issue that's going to be heard by the court in that, uh, when they hear it, uh, is whether or not a detective uh, had a reasonable articulable suspicion of a motor vehicle offense um, when a defendant, Mr. Smith, was pulled over for tinted windows. Now, I read the appellate division in that case because that's a case that I'm very interested in watching uh, when it, when the New Jersey Supreme Court ultimately decides it because I can't tell you how many uh, of my clients get pulled over for tinted windows. It's I tell my clients all the time, take the tin off. You're asking to be pulled over. <laughs> take it off. And there's a lot of people, I know a lot of people that have tent on their windows. It's in New Jersey, there is uh, a couple statutes, they're, they're uh, back-to-back statutes, 39.3-74 and 39.3-75. 74 says every motor vehicle having a windshield shall be equipped with at least one device in good working order for cleaning rain, snow, or other moisture, uh, so as to provide clear vision and all such devices shall be so constructed and installed as to be operated or controlled by the driver. No person shall drive any motor vehicle with any uh, non-transparent material on the front windshield. 39375 goes on to say no person shall drive any motor vehicle equipped with safety glazing material which causes undue or unsafe distortion of visibility. So um, you know, the the appellate division in Smith's case that came out uh, back in April of this year, you know, basically um, uh, affirmed the the conviction and, and basically, uh, you know, said, you know, it was a good stop. Um, and, and that there was ample basis for the police to, to pull him over for the tinted window violation. I don't think, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think that the court on um, on appeal to the New Jersey Supreme Court that the New Jersey Supreme Court is going to look at the constitutionality of that statute. I think the issue is just in this particular case whether or not you know the detectives had a reasonable articulable suspicion to pull him over. I would like to see them address the constitutional issue. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, but that's just another example of kind of a kind of a little bit of an obscure motor vehicle statute that provides the basis for the police to interact with somebody um, and then um, you know is that is that reasonable and then oftentimes it leads to the recovery of, of contraband that leads to very very serious charges yes that right. balancing that test another, individual another rights individual rights versus uh, public safety right public safety and it's another gun case the guy shove something the police officer sees him shove something towards the console and they immediately jump in the car and, and it turns out to be a gun and bullets oh yeah he had a 38 smith and wesson and he had hollow point bullets yeah. and uh you know so yeah. he he ends up getting uh you know a certain person charge and so you know it mm-hmm. again it's um justices are are understandably not real keen on suppressing guns but um that tinted window uh, statute. Um, I, I just see it so much. Um, I'd like to see how the how the New Jersey Supreme Court rules on that, and hopefully they'll you know apply a a um, a narrow interpretation of it as well as they did in in the uh, the case we just talked about. Oh yeah, the Carter case. Yeah, give yeah. another clear clear standard right. for everybody to work right. work off of. And uh, I really like when 
we get those kind of results out of the court. Don't forget to subscribe and like the show on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you listen.